Love Talk Radio. driving his brand-new 18-wheeler. Yeah, 2013 International. <laughs> there you and, go. Uh, just, just got out of Texarkana and head for Dallas to, to drop a load. And uh, it's not that kind of load, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> you read my mind. <laughs> before, before we get started today's show, because we got a really, really great show today. It's going to be very interesting and a lot of fun. Uh, very interesting topics, you know, it's almost, we're kind of trying to doing almost a paranormal show this time around, but uh, before we get started, there's a couple things I wanted to cover, one was, uh, I want everybody to know that, you know, that Carrie has been doing an awesome job, uh, since I've been on the road, she's had to take over all the work of, of producing these shows and getting the guests together and putting everything all together. And I'm sure you're finding out it isn't that easy, is it, Carrie? Um, it's involved, but I enjoy it. But thank you for the recognition. I appreciate it. You know, and I want everybody to know that, you know, you're you're producing these shows, so you know, you're you're doing all the extra work while I'm out here, you know, sitting on my butt making money. <laughs> and- <laughs> And hemorrhoids. <laughs> yeah, I hope not. God, I hope not. <laughs> before, before we go, I, I want to catch everybody up. Last, last week when we were on the show, as far as on the road portion of it, the videos will be coming very, very soon, so so hang in there. They're going to be coming. Uh, since, since I was lost on air last week, we were in Chicago at the time we went on air last week. I've been to Laredo, Texas, Charlotte, North Carolina, 
and uh, Indianapolis, Indiana, and Vandalia, Ohio, and now I'm on my way to Dallas, Texas. So I, I've been around the block a few times. We, we've opened in with the end of this load today where we've already done 4,300 miles for this week, and we've still got two more days of, of, of driving to do before the, the day weekend. So looks like we're going to have probably a 6,000-mile week. Uh, there's been hints that we may end up heading to Montana after we drop this load, so I'm keeping my fingers crossed because then I'll put us over the 6,000-mile mark. Wow. That was Bamboo, Indiana? Vandalia, Indiana. Bamboo as in wood bamboo? Vandalia, Ohio, we were in. But we just picked up this last load in Indianapolis, Indiana. Ah, okay. So Ohio. Yeah, the only bamboo we have out here is what the guys go out to piss on when the bathroom is full indoors. (laughs) <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's been it's been pretty hectic. They've been keeping us running pretty steady, uh, you know. And I've noticed too that the economy I think must be getting a little bit better because I've been seeing a lot of help wanted signs out here all over the United States, and that's always a good sign. Yeah, I have too, actually. So, we we know, we did lose our here. guest. For about five seconds, I was getting nervous, but he called back in. So, yes, I do know that you're there, and we will bring you in shortly. Yeah, but that, you know, as far as on the road, I did get a chance to go through Louisiana again, and, and uh, remember I was telling you about that tiger, that Bengal tiger. And so we stopped by that truck stop once again, and uh, I took some photos, but once again, the damn thing was inside the food. With a house they built for him, and he wouldn't come out. I don't know. Maybe maybe he only comes out at night. So maybe one of these times when we're passing through Louisiana at night, I'll stop by there and see if he comes out of that shed that they got him in because it's kind of hard to see him back in there. And I don't know if any of the photos and videos that I took, you know, will actually will actually be able to see him, you know. So basically, you got footage of his home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, come on, come on. I feel like maybe I should throw my co-driver over the fence, you know, to use him as bait. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but my co-driver wasn't really uh, uh, interested in that that type of, uh, uh, of attraction, so I guess, yes, I just have to wait for another time, or I'll have to bring a steak with me next time, maybe. There you go. Throw something in there. But I do want to let everybody know and acknowledge that our guest for today is Mr. Vince Pacini, who has spent over 22 years in law enforcement as a practitioner for the CIA, the DEA, the Secret Service, and U.S. Marshals. Uh, He initiated the remote viewing program and has an unsurpassed ability to perform by location, which he'll get into. And if any of our listeners want to call in and ask Mr. Vicini any questions, feel free at area code 347-205-9943. The key is to push one, and then we know that you want to be brought into the queue to actually be brought on air. Otherwise, we are going to assume you are just listening by telephone. Very good, Carrie. So should we go ahead and bring him on at this time since we have so much information to cover? Yeah, we do. And, and I just want the folks know that, that we have extended the show. We could run as long as two hours. So, so you know, if, if we last that long, we last that long. And uh, they don't have to worry about, you know, after an hour they're going to disappear and not be able to hear nothing. 
Yes, we yeah we did add our uh, an extra hour to the show because there was so much information to cover. Uh, in case we need that, we could quit at any time after sixty minutes. But uh, we may well go the full two hours. Just FYI, if you have to leave before the show is up, it's always available in the archives. Very good. Well, I'm glad to bring him on in. Without further ado, we are going to go ahead and bring in Mr. R. Vince Bassini. Vince, Hello. are you there? I'm here, Kelly. Can you hear me? I can hear you. I think I might have just lost my co-host, though. Hang on a second, and I'm going to. Michael, are you there? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, okay, good. Good. <laughs> Something I went. Just heard on you. <laughs> Something went wing wing, and I'm like, oh, I just lost my co-host again. So yeah, we're all I'm, good. I'm I'm here. I'm there by remote viewing. Oh my, Michael. So much. Let's see how good Vince is at this. Okay, use your remote viewing. Where is Michael right now? <laughs> Michael is in an 18 wheeler. Drinking a Coke, swagging. You are good. I'm now. Is there anything that you wanted to start out to introduce yourself with, Vince? Well, yes. Of course, I'd like to say that you and Michael have a, a fabulous show. You cover uh, comedy as well, which I love. And tonight's show will be somewhat humorous. Uh, should I leave you again? I'll just do what I did before. I'll just phone back. Just phone back in. I'll recognize your number and bring you right on in. No problem. And we're good to go. Uh, yeah, uh, your show is fabulous because it, it serves a public service. It enables people to hear things that they weren't able to hear before. And, uh, and that can be quite interesting because it affects everything. I'd like to start uh, by saying uh, what a famous actor once said in a film called The Recruit. His name was Walter Boat. He said, why are you here? Why are you here? And the bottom line is, people are basically listening to hear the truth. So I'll start by saying that my clandestine career began many years ago, working undercover, and I had the privilege to work alongside the Secret Service, Working for the U.S. Marshals, and two others. Soon thereafter, those people interested in my psychic skills of clairvoyance sent me somewhere to learn what I was doing. The program was first initiated by Dr. Harold Putoff and Russell Clark at the Stanford Research Institute by CIA. However, Nicole Swan and Pat Price to really rock the intelligence community with their skills. Now, Pat Price is a pretty pretty famous name. I remember when you and I, way back when, initially started talking about remote viewing and biolocation, that Pat Price came up, and I did a lot of research on him. That was a marvelous man. He was was very, very excited. And people have wanted these skills, Everyone has them, and what we most people try to do is to initiate these skills in people so that they can learn how to use them by using a set of protocols that I put on my wall on Facebook. And which and are the protocols, Vince? The set of protocols are in the uh, notes 
so I keep my name. And anyone's more than willing, I mean, anyone's more than uh, able to just go in there and make a copy for themselves. However, the audio is something that it takes time to learn and something that you have to really focus on, otherwise you cannot learn it. And all it is basically is learning a set of protocols that were set down by Coach uh, One and Major Ed Baines. However, Major Ed Baines is an outstanding remote viewer. I have the greatest respect for his skills and his ability to reach out and take remote viewing to another level with his Matrix Intelligence Agency. Well, it's really honing in on your psychic abilities, is it not? And and like you said, we all have that within us. It's just, uh, you know, to what what level of awareness and and uh, our our wanting and willingness to to hone those skills. Absolutely. I once had a female student named uh, April Louie, who lives in Hawaii, and uh, she studied with me for 13 to 14 years in martial arts, and she showed me that a woman can do anything a man can do if she's taught how to do it properly. The best pilots in the United States Navy are women because they can take more cheap horses than the men. Reason right. is because of their size, because of their height. The blood travels to the brain much faster in a smaller person than it would in a taller person. So well, is that not the same... Is that not the same principle as as you've heard of these instance, instances where a child or or a, a significant other was caught underneath the wheels of a vehicle and at the last minute a single man gets the adrenaline to just lift that vehicle off of that child or that significant other or the total stranger for all that matters? That's exactly what it is, Kelly. That's exactly what it is. Everyone has it. Uh, we in the martial arts call it, like the Chinese call it, qi, which actually translates into energy. And the energy is in the lower abdomen of a person's body. When that goes to work, it gives you outstanding strength that you can't get anywhere else. And it comes from the human body. It comes from being put into danger. So the body responds. You know, you've heard of that uh, fight or flight, either you run or you fight. But if yeah. you fight or fight, you get this incredible strength. I had an experience once with April in Maui. Uh, we were surrounded by a group of men that wanted to do us harm, and we both got into our fighting stance, and then energy came out, and these men could not penetrate that wall of energy. As soon as the danger was over, it came out like an umbrella from my stomach. After the danger was over, that energy went right back into where it came from, which was in my belly, which is the lower hara of the person's body, the abdomen. And I couldn't believe it, she couldn't believe it, but it was there. And it was there, and we used it, and it just came natural. So it got, when people trained as martial artists, you understand, when it came out, that's what these guys felt, and that's why they never attacked us, because they felt they would be, you know, harm would be done to them. So well, and when you're trained in the remote viewing and you're trained in the bilocation, um, yes. You know, you're you're trying to hone in on certain things. Now, can yes. you kind of expound yes. on what those two things are, and are they the same thing, or are they different? Is remote viewing different well, from bilocation, or is it the same? Well, remote viewing is a, a person that focuses on a set of coordinates given to him, and he writes down basically what he sees, hears, tastes, and feels on a piece of paper. However, bilocation is a person that has what is known in the Far East as astral travel. He has the ability to keep his body and travel to 
However, he's focusing and he's able to see whatever is there and come back and bring whatever information he has with him. At that point, he jacked everything down. As a matter of fact, uh, that's what the CIA was interested in when remote viewing first got started. And uh, we needed to know what was going on on the Russian side of the border, and uh, remote viewers were able to uh, present a program that gave the government an insight as to uh, what the Russians were doing in certain areas of, uh, of their military. So the bilocation, is that considered more of the soul leaving the body? Is it considered well, time travel? Are those two separate well, issues? It's strange you should ask that because Dr. Harold Putoff and Russell Todd were looking into that area of remote viewing. Uh, the best that I can uh, place it in it would be is that, like I said before, a person that's able to do astral travel, a person that's able to leave his body and go somewhere else and see things and then come back into his body, it's like dreaming. The only thing is you have control of the dream. You're able to perceive different things and bring that data back with you. You know, talking, talking about dreams, you know, sometimes, sometimes you know, I, I don't know other people but myself, I have experienced where sometimes the dream seemed more reality than the real world. And I was, I was always wondering, is that possibly the dream world? Is that maybe a travel into an alternate, alternate dimension or alternate reality? Well, the reality is real. The reality is one and the same. Uh, it's the ability. If a person has an ability, uh, a natural ability, if you uh, train that ability, they're going to be able to do it a lot better than someone that doesn't have a natural ability. So remote viewers, there are very few remote viewers that can actually do actual travel. Okay. Go ahead, Michael. Okay. Uh, one, one, other, one other thing I was curious about on the remote viewing now, there was a movie out that was called Many Spirit Goats. Uh, was this based on, on some of the research that was done with remote viewing? Okay, we just lost Vance. He'll call in shortly. What was the name of the movie? He may not have caught the name. Okay, Men Who Stare at Goats. Men? Men Who Stare at Goats. Who Stare at Goats? Yeah, it was a, George Clooney starred in the movie, and it was about uh, about how they were using mind control. They were learning to use mind control. What they did is they'd, they'd stare at these goats and make them pass out. Okay, I got Vince back, so let me go ahead and bring him in, and he can answer that for you. All right. Vince, you back there? Michael was talking about a movie that was called Men who stare at goats, and it seemed to be about mind control. Are you familiar with this movie? Are you hearing us? I think he's having connection problems. Yeah, I think he is, too. Dance on the table, maybe... You'll get better reaction. <laughs> Hold your arms in the air, Vance. <laughs> if you're still not able to respond, maybe you want to hang up and call back in one more time, Vince. 
it's, you know, it's a cover-up, you know. The, the government is stopping his signal, you know. They, they know he's going to divulge information that, the, that they don't want out there, so they're, they're uh, well, blocking his signal. From personal experience of being friends with him for as long as I have been friends with, I have seen that happen, so I would not doubt that for, for an instant. So hang on, let me bring him on back in. All right. Vince, you there? We're still having problems hearing you. Make sure you're not on speakerphone and maybe move to the better part of the room that has better reception. Just lost him again. So some of the things we are going to talk to him about when he comes back in, besides the question that you just asked, um, is about events that are considered by the government to be classified and kept quiet and his opinion on that. And... Um, yeah, basically damage control and and why people can't handle the truth and, and stuff like that. We also want to talk a little bit about the book that he's authored called Judas of Rome and its main characters and what it is about. Okay, I've got him. Let me bring him in and see if we can hear him this time. All right. Can we hear you this time? Uh, can you hear me? I can hear you. I can hear you. Yes, perfect. Good. You must be dancing on top of your dining room table with your arms as rabbit ears. <laughs> and again, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> you lost me, man. <laughs> yeah? Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. <laughs> we'll talk about you. You asked me a I did ask you a question. It was actually Michael's question. Have, are you aware of a movie yes. called Men Who Stare at Goats? Let's talk about that. Okay. We hope viewers find out. Okay, yeah, we're not hearing you again, Vince, so whatever you have to do to be heard. I don't know if um, you're on speaker. Is he, uh, is, he on, is he on a landline or is he on a cell phone? He's on a cell and for obviously reason, obvious reasons doesn't have right. a landline available. All right. Okay, he'll, he'll try calling back in. But um, while we're waiting, yes, he has recently authored a book called Judas of Rome. And um, it's about Melissa Mason, who is a geneticist with impunity from the executive, legislative and, uh, legislative and judicial branches of the United States government. And um, she discovers that the billionaire Judas Nate's plan of his plan to clone Jesus Christ using blood fibers from the Shroud of Turin. So it's a very interesting book. A lot of twists and turns to it. I really don't want to go much further into it, although I've read most of it, um, because I don't know how he really wants to disclose this. He's here. I'm going to bring him in again. Hopefully, we'll have better sound. All right. Vince, can we hear you? I can hear you. Yeah, I can hear you, Kelly. I can hear you. Uh, okay. Let's get into that Did you hear what thing. I just said? Okay. You want to yeah. talk about the man who stare at goats? Yes. Yeah, let's, let's talk about that. Uh that's a program that was, uh, the remote viewing program was extended to see if it could be used as a weapon. The weapon, of course, was to be able to stare at somebody and to kill them. Uh, a lot of people thought that that was above and beyond 
And so uh, they continued with the experiment, and some people went ahead and did a film about this particular program that uh, no one knows if it was successful or not. However, instead of using humans in the film, they used goats. So that was, the, uh, that was what the film was all about, basically. It was about uh, trying to find out if remote viewing could be used as a weapon. So it was based on truth, in your opinion, and your knowledge. <coughs> well, anything's possible. Like, for instance, let's talk about the church committee in 1975. When they had a gun, they you know, made a gun that was able to uh, shoot a, a dot made of ice and inject the person with cancer cells and give them cancer. You know, that was back in 1975. So you can see the technology was there. And now we're in 2012. Jump in technology, a big, a big jump in technology. Like, let's talk about, for instance, uh, there was a man that uh, wrote a book about uh, the rings of Saturn, and he mentioned years ago that there was a big space station around the rings of Saturn. When the Hubble went up and took pictures, sure enough, they took pictures of what he had said. So it goes to show you that there are certain people that, whatever physics they're using, they're able to get information and relate that information to other people that later on uh, try to prove, it, prove his hypothesis, and indeed they find out that he's right. Are you referring the to the thing. space? Are you referring to the space station that was left behind from uh, yes, actually from yes. what voyage and for what purpose? Yes, yes. Well, it appears to uh, uh, it appears that uh, NASA is finding a lot of uh, history uh, here by here on Earth that relates to the other planets and civilizations. Now, this is something that needs to be uh, taken apart step by step so it can be understood. And it's a, com- it's, it's a topic of conversation that people can't even wrap their minds around because it sounds uh, Buck Rogers. It sounds but all that happens it happens to be true. So the point is, where do you start? Well, well in your opinion, here, why are the why are these events classified, Vince? Is it because the public can't handle the truth? Is it is it well, damage control? <clears throat> well, let's put it this way: when you're dealing with a technology so far in advance in the future, you, you want to keep as much as you can learn about it secret. Because let's face it: you know, every country has enemies, so we need to keep our information to ourselves so we can develop what we have and see, you know, where it leads us. The United States has been very fortunate, and it's 1952. They have uh, scientifically gone where no man has gone before. If you can see the progress in science alone in the States in the last few years, you can see that science is coming out more and more and more, and the public is becoming aware of it, but the science that they're not aware of is the secret military science. That's 70 or maybe 60, 70 years ahead of us. As far as well, I think the public definitely more aware now because they're being made more aware, but don't you think for the most part most of them reject the truth? Well, they reject the truth because they've been brainwashed to reject the truth. And that, that right. program started back in the 70s. You know, how to, keep, how to mobilize the people's thinking like you would mobilize people at a concert, you know, how to get them thinking along certain lines, okay? How do you not create panic to the people? You know, you don't want to do that. You don't want to create panic, especially unnecessary panic. So there are a lot of people that would like to say what they know, 
But of course, if they sign a security letter that's classified saying they can't talk about this, or if they're lying, that's scared they might be true. Which is falls under the category of mind control of America. Now, how subtle is that? Well, the Americans are aware of it. They just don't want to admit it. Believe me, I say that. And with elections coming up, how how big of a part does it play in that, if any? Well, the plan has been made. As a matter of fact, you can find the plan on the internet. You know what to search. What people have to understand is that this so called election and people in America are becoming aware of it. And that's why they keep talking about it. And what they see is they see it from very low revenue, controlling everybody's lives. Okay, now, when we're talking about classified events, when we're talking about classified events becoming declassified and they're letting the public in on more and more, do you think that people or the general public don't handle the truth well for their own protection? It's like a a self-protection thing? Um, Or or do you think the government agencies... um, have a lot to fight because un- of unethical ethical practices. Well, let's put it this way. You're right, both. However, even those people that practice ethical practices have families. They have family rules. And those families are affected like you and I. They're no one special. If anything happens, it's going to happen to everyone, not just to a few. So, what's happening today as far as military intelligence, as far as the, uh, any kind of intelligence about the, there's a lot of misinformation out there, simply because they need to keep people away from what the truth is. They let put out a lot of misinformation, they send people going in different directions, but there's no validity to what they're chasing. It's just the greed, it's just the power. One of the things I, I'm really interested in, because one of the things I firmly believe in, I believe that we have made contact with, with life outside of the planet. And most generally, the reason why I believe that is because the technology has burst on the scene in the last hundred years, unlike it has throughout you know the entire time that man's been on the planet. And for, for technology to all of a sudden appear like that, there had to be some sort of outside source. One of, one of my uh, one of my theories is, and I, I actually believe this. I believe that that there are extraterrestrials for one, and I believe that they're living here on the planet with us. So, is there any truth to that, or is that anything that you, you that you're aware of? Well, yes, there's a great deal of truth to that. And, and the fact is, you get back to the same thing from the very beginning. Okay, when uh, you have to you handle the truth. All right. The fact remains is that we've had an alien civilization on this earth for thousands of years, going to go, traveling back and forth. People don't understand right. they don't have they don't have the history behind it. The only history behind it is what the Anunnaki left behind thousands of years ago in their tablets. And you had this one man that made the bit of research into it and he found out what they were saying. And it ties into what's going on today in the solar system. But it has to be something true to all this history that was left behind by a race of people that come to the 
They have a diet of cows they eat people. Right. If you look back at our history with the Mayans, the Mayans were a race of people that had to this day more their calendar is more accurate than our shepherd's number calendar. So right. skill. Where did they learn the skill? Okay. And then look at their culture. Their culture got to a point where they sacrificed human beings. Right? And they were very realistic. And what they left behind in their history records saying that they were just following the God. They were just following the God. God did this and so they did this. So now when you're referring to like using children and experiments and all these unethical procedures and stuff that we would all consider uh, uh, most of us anyways, thank gosh, would consider unethical. Let's talk about that, okay? Okay, you want to expound on that? Absolutely, absolutely. You say that history has a way of repeating itself, okay? And that's very true. You just go back to where they're doing it in the concentration camps. So believe that it's still not going on today to be very naive because the science has grown and the science has grown in the area of genetics. Okay? In order to a human being. Just like the Anunnaki state that they made us thousands of years ago. It's funny that we should be doing the same thing today along the same strength. Right. You can do that very easily. You can say to yourself, ah, it's all a, a bunch of hooey. But that's a type of person that's lazy mentally and will not go out of their way to do any research and find out if there's any validity to what they're hearing. So, the only people that will pay attention to this are the people that stand in families, people that are concerned about the thing, people that are concerned what's going to happen tomorrow. All right? And they should be. They all should be. Well, and a couple of the questions that that you actually bring up in your book, in the foreword, I believe, I I haven't committed that to memory. I have read most of the book. can't remember if it's in the front or the back of the book. But some of the compelling questions or the ones that compel you to think are, do cloned beings have souls? And, you know, would you clone yourself if it meant that you could gain eternal life, if you had that chance to? I mean, if that was a question proposed to you, what would your answer be? Well, the people, who, the people that are into cryogenics, the people that are freezing their bodies, that's their hope. Their hope is that someday some new technology will come along that will really restore them back to hope. They're hoping they can to be the same person just by using their genes, they hope to be cloned again into a life again that they lost. Okay, but if it's not just a matter of cryogenics and, and us supposedly being able to, you know, 100 or 200 or 300 years from now bringing that person back to life, if it's actual cloning, uh, a lot of people want to know does that clone have a soul? Is it simply a, a physical clone? It's a physical clone. As long as they think, okay, as long as they think, I still want it. Okay? Because it's going to be talking to the person. Right? And it seems that every time the person is wrong, that aspect of the human being, the spiritual aspect, is missing. So the clone is actually a living. A robot. A human robot? Yep. Okay. 
<laughs> Just like a woman. No, <laughs> I'm not pissed with that one. I know that now. Anyway, Vince, uh, you know, another thing that, that I noticed, and this is kind of going along with some of the things you've been talking about as far as, like, them using children to, to experiment with, like, psychic abilities and so forth. One of the things that I've been noticing, and I don't know, maybe I'm the only one that's noticing this, uh, but I've noticed that, like, I think the, our government has Hollywood in their pocket, and uh, because it seems like you start watching some of these certain TV shows, of some of these certain movies, and it's like that's how they're releasing information out to us about things that that are going to be more open to us in the future. You know, it's like a good a good example of that is before Barack Obama became president. I would say that the last three four years before he became president, almost every movie and every TV show that portrayed a president, the president was black. Uh, I think that also, like, like you got the TV show Fringe, which discusses about, about using children in experiments for psychic abilities. You've got the TV show uh, uh, called Warehouse 13, where they have these objects that they go out and find that they're, they're relics of the past that actually have powers that, that, that can be controlled by, by people. And, and I'm, I'm curious, do you believe that the government is maybe using TV and movies to slowly get us used to the idea of some of the things that they're, that they're going to bring out because they can no longer hide it? Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Absolutely. They're always giving the public a, 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 a view of what they suspect might happen in the future. That's why a lot of things are done in the The time that the film is done, the asteroids and about the time of everything hit by uh, comments and whatnot, uh, some people might think it's just a moment, but there might be a warning there also and Hollywood's been known to do that in the, in the past. The one the people learn what they knew. But more, more, interesting is the fact, more interesting is the fact that DARPA was created at the Advanced Research Project Agency by public law in 85 the Department of Defense directed 50 million here 541 in February of 1958. Andy Bajir was one of the whiz kids who served from 1959 to 1972 in DARPA in their time space program. Uh, he's about to go public. He's about to go public. About another four days. And uh, he's right. a very introvert who ought to the people involved in that project. And it was uh, uh, Junior Dibu. He also did the fact that President Obama was involved in the uh, project. And he's a young man.
information getting out there, but the people that are coming out with the information, in particular this one, is somewhat credible. You go to and you see the next adventures that are somewhat good. Because what he's saying is it's up to the public people to believe him and read the economics. But I kind of feel it's still being brought up because of the elections. I, I see it also as people that, uh, that the, the timing is really bad, you know? But that's what that's right. I think. That's what I think. It's really bad. I don't say he shouldn't say that yet. But I just feel he should have waited until the election go over. Yeah. Well, you know, getting on to some other things, too, I, I'm a firm believer that, that the moon landings were faked. I don't believe that we ever went to the moon. Uh, what, what, what are the actualities of that? People believe whatever truth they had in front of them, either they did go or they did not go. But I will tell you this. At one point in our history, we did go to the moon. And Obviously, you believe that there's life on other planets, etc. So, I mean, a lot of those, I mean, UFO simply stands for an unidentified flying object. It doesn't necessarily mean it's an alien, uh, you know, driving it. However, uh, what is your feeling on the UFO sightings? Are most of them military craft or? Uh, well, well, let me, let me start from the beginning, okay? The uh, crash of 27 was built. However, they were making UFOs of their own in the 30s. Okay? The United States and Russia, when we got into jet, we took the technology with continued that technology and studying that technology, researching it, and making crafts of our own. However, it does not say that aliens don't exist. In a universe, as big as ours, there's all kinds of intelligence. Violent life out there, intelligent life out there, all kinds. Okay? Now, the rumor is, one of the 
one of them was on their way back. Those are called the Anunnaki, the reptilians, the ones that have a, 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 a sort of a, a taste. Now, something like that, you tell that to somebody, and right away they go run for their shotgun, right? Okay. But right. the truth was that they were on their way back, and you knew it. How do you explain that to the public? How do you explain that? You see what I'm saying? So that's why a lot of this information is kept secret because people can even grab, much less people they have to run away from. So you what you're saying anyone, is a lot of the what you're saying, your opinion then, Vince, is that a lot of classified information is not kept classified because they want to keep it from us. It's not even so much damage control as they haven't quite concluded how to get that information across to the public without there being a, a huge, you know, uprising. You're exactly right, Doctor. You're exactly right. And that reason alone, that reason alone, why do we have to tell people something that they're just curious about, that they know nothing about? Why tell them? Because if we open up one can of worms, that's it. They don't tell them. So right. Tell you. They're not going to tell you the truth. What they're going to tell you is if you're having an illusion or you saw a light or you saw a star or you saw something, anything but the real thing, the UFO. There are many people that have been abducted. Okay? One of them is a woman by the name of Carla Turner. Carla documents on it, wrote a book on it, did speeches on it, and was murdered later on. Died of cancer. And a healthy woman died of cancer. Now, was there not some other that, person that you were mentioning that brought a lot of information to the forefront yes, yes, that yes. that Phil now Schneider. is in denial of it? Phil Schneider was a young man who worked, he was an engineer, and he actually worked making underground caves for the government. In his experiences, he came across aliens underneath the ground, sort of panicked, shot two of them, and he got shot himself. When he came back to work like eight months, nine months later, he had changed completely because now he knew a truth that was kept from him. And right. that truth that was kept from him changed him completely where now he went out to tell the whole world what was going on. About about eighteen months ago. He's found strangled. He's strangled. But if you do research on Philip, you'll see that he's a simple man and he speaks the truth. If you know anything about body language, which most people in, in business do, you can see that Philip uh, is very at ease the way he talks, the way he tells his story. Then you can see it on YouTube. And the thing that he reveals, the thing that he reveals is really shocking. Really shocking. Okay? But most so people tune it off as yeah. something that's not true. It's just uh, something that maybe, ah, yeah, sure. But the truth is that, that Philip was speaking the truth, and that's why they shut him up. Right. You know, Vince, there's also, there's also a theory, too, that the reason why the, uh, the government doesn't want to admit to extraterrestrial beings is because it would throw a real monkey wrench in the religious sector because then everything that people believe as far as their religion it, it would be totally incorrect. That's called the great deception. Yeah, they're saving that one for last. 
That's what they're going to use when they don't want you to believe that it's, it, that, uh, it's actually happening. Okay? You know, like I said before, people can't get away from the fact that the future is tied into the present and the past. Okay? And so I, I understand what you're trying to say, but I will say this. There are a lot of people, if you do your research, you'll find that gave up their lives to cover the And that's not something that you can do, you know? And I certainly don't think it. I salute these people. I think that they're... Uh, you know, that they went out of their way to, to, to reach the public and tell them what's going on. You know, so you know, they had to do this, and, and, you know, you have to salute that. Let me talk about Dr. Carol Rosen. She worked with uh, the German scientist von Braun. In 1974, he told her that this whole thing about UFOs would be used to weaponize space. First, the Russians would be the enemy, then the terrorists would be the enemy, and the third world nations would be the enemy. He said, in all that, he says, he just get space unified. Okay, now he told her this. This you can see for yourself. Again, she speaks on TV. She speaks. On, she does all kinds of uh, speeches and whatnot. And she keeps repeating what he told her. Basically, the number one thing to do now is militarize space. Get the missiles up there in space. Get all the platforms up there in space. That's what they want to do. Okay, and they're doing it. As far as UFOs and aliens, okay. They do exist. You can't believe in the universe as big as ours that we're the only things in the universe. And, 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 and we're supreme. We are only 200,000 years old on this earth, at the most. We have civilizations right. out there maybe a million years ahead of us. Okay, that has technology that we can't even begin to understand. That's what happened in Roswell. They had a technology on their hands that they couldn't understand. It took years of back engineering just to find out. But right. this paid off because they learned so much. All these military planes that we have today, the stealth technology, it all came from this reverse engineering. Of course, they can't say that because if they tell you that, you're going to say, well, what, reverse, what did you reverse engineer? Tell us. And they don't want to. Do so, time travel possible, been accomplished, or is that what you were talking about when you were talking about? Uh, that dream state where the soul actually leaves the body, travels, gathers information, re-enters, and there you have. What's going on in certain place, right? And I project at the astral, astral, and I and I see, right? Information to whoever it is, to the military or intelligence agency, okay? And they try to verify that information, find out if indeed it's real, it's true. If it is, okay, then they'll use you for another project, okay? As far as doing remote work yourself, okay, you go places and you see things, but you have to be a man of integrity not to speak about things that are basically uh, none of your business, okay? For instance, if I used to go somewhere, like a military base and see UFOs, I would never talk about that. Because I'd, right. I'd actually be harming national security, okay? I would really be doing that. Because if the enemy found out that I had these abilities, they would snatch me and, you know, whatever, torture me to get me to reveal certain things that they want to know. So it doesn't pay for anyone to, like, for instance, you know Major F. Dames. Major F. Dames was the number one remote viewer for the military. When he left and started the Matrix Intelligence Agency, he himself was saved. I will talk about this, this, and this, and this, but I will not talk about that because it's still classified. And that's right. why I'm the man of integrity. I will do the same thing. 
And that's why I'm telling you that UFOs are real. We have moon bases. We remote view moon bases on the moon. We remote view bases on Mars. Okay? But how do you tell somebody that's not into remote viewing? You know, you can tell them what you saw, and it's up to them to believe it. But it doesn't necessarily mean that you did not see what you saw. So that's the point. Trying to get it out to the public in such a way that they'll accept. And that's very difficult to do because the government spent the last 60 years trying to make them forget. You know, the public thinks that they haven't been brainwashed, okay? It's only because uh, they don't know anything about how the methods are used. Today, we want to brainwash all the FAQs that use MLF waves. And they can tell that in their conversations. You know, well, with all the technology that with all the technology that's available, Vince, uh, I mean, my guess is that it's pretty subtle, and that's why people are in denial that it happens because it's not this big blown up event in their life. It just, uh, you know, it happens as subtly as being raised in a certain religion, and that's all you know. It wasn't anybody sitting you in a room and consciously brainwashing you. It, it, it's very subtle, is my guess. Well, you know, uh, sometimes certain men put in a position, all right, where they're dealing with these things and they get sick. They get sick because of the high dosage of radiation. So they get cancer, right? Philip, uh, also, uh, Phil Schneider, the guy that they murdered, he also got cancer, okay? So these people, okay, when they turn to their bosses and say, hey, you know what? Uh, I'm going to retire. I'd like to get something out of this. You know, I have cancer. I caught it here. And they turn their back on you. Okay. So those people are very bitter because now they still have to go out and work, <laughs> right? The only thing they're going to get is the retirement pay. They're not going to get anything else. So it's really difficult for them, and a lot of them become angry because they feel they shouldn't be doing that way. Philip was one of them. And he just said, you know, tell everybody what I know, and that's it. Of course, unfortunately, he paid the price, you know. But he was a good man, a family man. Bill Cooper was the same way. Bill Cooper was in the United States. Navy, he worked in the intelligence for a number of years. When he retired, he came out. He started writing books and whatnot and telling people what he knew. He was shot by the sheriffs uh, sometime last year, or this year. Well, I don't know that it's so much public knowledge as it is our perception that we get from movies and stuff. But, uh, you know, the perception that we get of any practitioners for the Secret Service, the CIA, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, is that you're indispensable as long as you're needed. And as soon as they That's decide other words or feel that you're a threat, you're disposable. That's right. You hit it right on the head, I couldn't have said it better myself. Which is sad because most of what you do is for national security. Absolutely. When I say national security, I mean basically the security of the people in the United States. That's what I mean. The exactly. Of, of the people, okay? The people that that, that come to know and love, okay? Uh, if I have any kind of information that they can benefit from, I want to put it out there that they can benefit from it, okay? Today's whole conversation is basically, are there such things as UFO? Yes, there are. There are more intelligent beings than us that communicate back and forth to our planet, okay? They have their own subtle, and I say subtle because it's true. They have their own set of plans as to why they don't make their presence known to an average person. Okay? And that ties in the treaty that was signed in 1952 by President Kennedy. 
1952, they signed a treaty, okay, and you can look it up on the internet. They signed a treaty with the aliens, and the aliens said to them, we want two things for our planet. We want the cows, because we feed all the glandular systems, and we also want to do genetic experiments on your people. The agreement was made as long as they kept a list of the people they were doing the experiments on. Well, they did for a while, and then that disappeared, okay? Then there was an instance in New Mexico where they had a problem, okay? And the problem was they had a short little war between the aliens and the Americans. The Americans lost out, okay? There are things like that that people know nothing about, okay? But these are things that did happen, all right? You're dealing with an intelligence way supreme, much more supreme than ours, okay? And, again, what's their motive? So the military has gotten all kinds of technology from reverse engineering. Their technology. But at the same time, the question remains, okay? I know they don't mean us any harm simply because of the fact that if they wanted to do that, they could have done that years ago. But they do have a motive, okay? And that's the thing that people in the business want to know. What's their motive? Right, right. Exactly. What's their ultimate motive? The ultimate motive. We know what they're doing here. We know in many instances people are being abducted, okay? They're doing genetic experiments on people. They're erasing people's minds so that they don't remember the experience. And then they tag the people, okay? So anytime they want to go back to them, they know exactly where they are, and they abduct them again. As a matter of fact, the abduction story is one that John Mack, the psychiatrist, looked into for many, many years. And he, his conclusion before he died was that these people are not dreaming, they're not psychotic, they literally had an experience that they were relating to me, and that's the case. Okay? This psychiatrist, a number one psychiatrist that interviewed over uh, close to a thousand people that had this experience. And he was under the belief that it was all over, that indeed they were telling the truth. Yeah, so, well, we so were discussing this earlier, too. You know, all the Bourne movies. I mean, this could very well and most likely are based on reality, even with embellishments, but nonetheless. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I always said Hollywood gives you, like, for instance, they, they, they give you, a, like, a bird's-eye view of what's going on, you know. And, for instance, we've had several movies in the last few years, like, for instance, of uh, Asteroids hitting birds, you know, along those lines, of people going up to asteroids and throwing them out of the sky and this and that, you know. Of course, if they going to do something like that, they'd never tell the public because that's, you know, something to be scared about. So they didn't keep that secret. So that's why I say, as far as secrets are concerned, there are certain things that, yes, I'm, I'm in agreement. People should not know. At the same time, there are things that they should know also because it's not going to happen. Okay? Unfortunately, unfortunately, the people in America look upon as children. They have to be told, okay? And as long as it doesn't have that attitude towards its, its, its citizens, you know, what are the people going to find out? They're not going to find out anything other than what the government wants to tell them. And that's it. Okay? Every now and then you have somebody step forward and speak up and tell them what's going on, and the very, question that's the very person that's telling them the truth will be denied. So... Well, so that answers my earlier question about, uh, you know, eradication of, of people's memories, that it is yes. 
very much a possibility, not a possibility, a reality that their memories are eradicated. And it's either, it's one of two things. It's either that or they're in fear of loss of life, so they are in denial. And really, it doesn't matter which it is. Absolutely, Terry. Absolutely. The fact remains that when uh, Bobby Kennedy was shot, the man that shot him was in a game. He didn't attempt to run after he did the shooting. He didn't attempt to escape. He just stood there. And when they told him what he had done, he didn't believe anybody. And so it doesn't show you way back, even back then, people were having their minds somewhat erased. He was programmed. Exactly. Do you remember that movie, Terry, called Manchurian Candidate? Um, I don't. Michael might recall it. Yeah, Manchurian Candidate was about an American soldier that had been brainwashed by the Koreans, and when he came back to the United States, he was programmed to kill, to assassinate the president. It was a film that was done by Sinatra, and then they brought it back, and it was done with Denzel Washington. Right. That film was showing the American people, okay, what brainwashing was all about. How they can brainwash a person to, to do exactly what they want to do. That's why I tell you that Hollywood has a way of showing people what's going on. And most people, you know, they think it's just a movie. They don't believe that there's any validity with the story itself. But there is. But there is. Well, is it is there true? Uh, well, I know it's true. Uh, I don't even need to ask the question. Uh, uh, I'm just not positive of the title. But did we not recently uh, not elect? But was somebody not recently appointed in the past year as the assassination czar in our country? Did you hear the question, Vince? Ah, I think we're losing contact again. Uh, yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll yeah. call back in, but did you hear about that? I was having a hard time hearing. I'm kind of a loud area right at the moment, so I've been yeah. trying to uh, here cover he my mic. I'm going to call back in. Oh, he disappeared again. He'll try again. <laughs> so the, the U.S. Um, actually appointed, and I'm not positive that this is the actual title, but along the lines of an assassination czar for our country. Are you still there, Michael? Oh, I think I'm on my own and I lost them both. So let me go ahead and I am going to call Michael back in. Well, I have you live. Look at this. Look at this, man. Hello? 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 
Hello? Hello? Hello? Hello? of Not Late Night with your hosts, Michael Knight and Kerry Francis. This has been a Michael Knight Entertainment Media Production.